0: This is Sunday night worship service here at the Pine Level Pentecostal and His Church, May the 2nd, 2021. our Senior Pastor Reverend Jerry Barbie. tonight's message is, There is a battle to fight.
1: Or there's a battle to fight. Let me put it that way. That's where we are right now, in the spiritual realm. There's a battle to fight. We are tonight at war. How many believe that? Ever since God kicked Satan out of, out of heaven... There's been a war going on. Must have been a war going on before he kicked him out. Because he determined he was going to be as great if not greater than God. And God said, you know, we can't have that. So There's not but one God and you ain't him, he said. So it's time for you to go. And what I understand, about a third of the angels, he deceived and took with him. So you and I tonight, there's a battle to fight because we're at war. There's an urgency tonight in the spirit to make the transition from the lamb to the lion and from the sheep to the soldier. How many know you're a soldier tonight in the army of the Lord? We're at war. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. One more time. Thou therefore endure hardness... As a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Verse 4. No man that warth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. That he may please him who have chosen him to be a soldier. How many is glad you're a soldier tonight? God chose you particularly to be a soldier in his army. It's not like the army that I was in. Uh, Brother Danny was in and some of you others were in. Uh, This is a different army. This is a spiritual spiritual army. But you know what? We still have the chain of command, we follow. And God being the general tonight, amen? I get in that just a little bit. There are several different aspects of God's dealings with, with the church. The most familiar is that of the family of God. We are all related by the blood of Jesus and held together by our love for God, our Father, and for each other. Then he calls the church his building. His temple, we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. His husbandry, husbandry, which means farmland. Then there's a relationship of the shepherd with his sheep. Jesus tonight is the chief shepherd and we are his sheep. Amen? Then he called the church his workmanship created in Christ Jesus according to Ephesians 2 and 10 which means we are the works of his hands like a potter's vessel is the work of the potter's hands. If you go back into Jeremiah, you'll find out about the potter and how the potter sat down and he was making a vessel. He didn't like the way it was going, so he just sort of marred it up a little bit and he started all over and made the vessel all over again. Let me know tonight that God is continually working on you and I. We're on the potter's wheel all the time. He puts pressure where there needs to be pressure. He lets up where it needs to be let up. up. I don't know about you tonight, but I'm glad that God every once in a while will take me and he will put the pressure where it needs to be put that I'll be able to listen to him uh, and follow him uh, that he won't just let me go off on my own somewhere because when I start to go off on my own, uh, he'll begin to move on me. and say, whoa, 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 you need to back up a little bit uh, and he'll just begin to put the pressure on and make it more like he wants it. I'm so glad tonight that I'm in the hands of God. How about you? We are his masterpiece and like the artist takes pleasure in what he creates or she creates. Uh, We were created for his pleasure. Look at your neighbor and say, you're for God's pleasure tonight. Amen. All of these are different aspects of our relationship with our Heavenly Father and in every different faucet, we will experience God's work in and through our lives in different ways. So when I speak to you tonight, I can address you you as God's flock, his sheep, or I can address you as his building, his temple, his dwelling place. Or tonight as his handiwork, his masterpiece. Or I might address you as his husbandry, his farmland where he sows his good seed and produces good fruit. Or I might even call you his vineyard as Jesus said, I am the vine and ye are the branches. Aren't you glad that you're connected into Jesus Christ tonight? And all of these wonderful aspects and forces of our relationship with the Lord. But there's one aspect of our relationship that I have to deal with today. And that is uh, the, the army of God. Amen. The Bible calls God a man of war. Exodus chapter 15 and 3. The Bible says the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Now the Bible calls Jesus the captain of our salvation according to Hebrews chapter 2 and 10 to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. The Bible shows God's dealings with the children of Israel who had been in slavery for over 400 years. They didn't know anything about fighting and warfare, and warfare because they were slaves and farmers and they they farmed Pharaoh's land and they took care of his animals and and they built his buildings, but they didn't know how to hold a sword. Yet they became the greatest army in the world tonight. Amen. Now Israel never was and never has been the biggest or strongest nation. But the good thing about Israel is God is in, the, is, is in her midst, and God has fought with Israel and God has fought for Israel. Notice what I said. He didn't. I didn't say he fought Israel. I said he fought. God has fought with Israel, and he has fought. For Israel, Let me tell you something tonight. Whatever happens in this world, I don't care what comes up or goes down. Whatever happens in this world, let the church always stand with Israel tonight. Amen? In the Bible, Israel was God's army. Today, the church is God's army. While we enjoy the relish all, uh, 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 all the other aspects of our relationship with God, we need to know that we are in an hour when the church uh, must once again become uh, the army of God. As in Ezekiel chapter 37, we know the chapter there about the dry bones, uh, the church must rise up as a mighty army filled uh, with the spirit and the mighty power of God. I'm looking for the time when the church is going to come back and she's going to be filled with the spirit and the mighty power of God like she was once years and years and years ago. You got to get an amen. Amen. I know that in 1903, trying to think it's 1903, 1905, somewhere along in that area. You wouldn't know, you've heard me speak about and You've read about the, the Azusa Street how that William Seymour, how God moved on him, and he was in L.A., and all these things begin to happen, the Holy Ghost began to as began to, to, begin to fall, and people begin to begin to be filled with the Spirit of God, uh, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, uh, as the Bible declares, and all kinds of things was going on, and when you go and you read some of the reports, uh, you had back in that day, and, 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 and even sometimes today, not as much now as, as back then, but th- in that time, in that day, you had literally news people, newspaper people that were, were sitting in the services huh, and they would, be, they would be writing articles about what took place and uh, what was happening in the church and all this kind of good, all this stuff huh, and they would talk about how the people would be slain in the spirit how people were jerking and all kinds of things huh, how people were rolling the floors and how people were speaking in different languages speaking in tongues as of a cold. Huh, and then before the article was finished they would always be, begin to put the church down huh, for all these things and all, the, all this happened huh, but I got news for you tonight you can't put the Holy Ghost down He's gonna be. He's gonna stand on above anything else. So I'm thankful tonight. It would be good tonight if we get back to the place where the Spirit and the power of God moving so strong that they get the interest of the world again. And they send reporters in here to find out what's going on and what was happening. And but nowadays it wouldn't be something that would be wrote down. And they take their phone out, mines in the truck. They take their phone out and they begin to video everything that was going on. And when you turn the TV on, they wouldn't just be talking about it. You'd be seeing actual video of it because. Nowadays, you just can't even hardly breathe without somebody taking a video of you. If you don't believe that, ask the police. Amen? I mean, you know, and that's, I believe it's going, to, it's going to come back to that because God's presence, God's spirit, God's power is going to be so strong that it's going to draw the interest of the outside world tonight, amen? We must understand that we may be sheep, but these sheep are also soldiers. Remember the captain of this army, the Lamb of God, is also the line of the tribe of Judah tonight. There's a time where we as sheep quietly, obediently, Faithfully follow the shepherd. But when war comes, the sheep must transform into soldiers. And are you hear me somebody tonight? We're going to have to transfer into soldiers and be a mighty army for the glory of God in this last days we're living in. My responsibility here in this church is not just to teach you how to be good sheep, but also how to be good soldiers in Jesus' name. Not not just a loving family But also a bold, fully equipped Well trained army That is a threat to to hell tonight It's not just about tending sheep It's about training soldiers And raising up an army For the glory of God tonight Amen David is a perfect example of of, of, Of a sheep soldier He was a young shepherd He was tending sheep He smelled like sheep He thought like sheep, he was tender and caring and loving as, uh, and he was a worshiper tonight. But this young shepherd, worshiper, was also a warrior. One day he's holding a, a wounded little lamb in his arms. The next day he's holding a, a giant's head in his hand and he cut off, that he cut off with the giant's own sword tonight. So he's gone from one day as being a general shepherd to being, to being a warrior of holding a, a, little, a wounded sheep. And now he's holding the head of the giant Goliath tonight. Amen, can I tell you something? God can transform you into anything he needs for the glory of God tonight, amen? Why is this so important? Because we are at war in this nation. I'm not speaking on a natural level or civil or civil unrest and hostility, although it definitely exists. I'm speaking about a spiritual war that is manifested in the natural. The devil is stirred up. Demons are, are, are stepping up. Their activity, they're driving people to, to say and do things. They are totally, they are to do things that are totally insanity that five years ago you and I could not even happen to, to be able to imagine the things that's going on in our country today. Not long ago, five, six, seven, eight years ago, everything has changed so much. So my friend, I want to let you know something. we're at war. But I already know who's won the war. Amen. The captain of my salvation has already won the war. He's allowed us he's allowed us to look ahead to see what's going on through the word of God. And if you don't know who's won the war, just go ahead and keep on reading. Because you're going to get to the book of Revelation after a while. Then after a while, you'll get back there at the very end of it. Chapter 22, I think it is, where it says the end. And when it's just before it says the end, it tells you now that we have won. We have won the battle. Everything's good. We're going to be with the Lord forever to put us to glory. That's what I'm looking for tonight. Amen. So, we are at war and the sheep must learn how to fight. I cannot, stand, I cannot stand to the sidelines and let the sheep be slaughtered because they don't know how to fight. People look at sheep and think them weak and timid, defenseless and powerless. That's the way they see sheep. Well that's our relationship to the shepherd. There's another side of the sheep. Tell your neighbor tonight, there's more to me than what you can see, because greater heat is in me than he is in the world tonight. Amen. In the show, the, the Incredible Hope, we know the story. Bill Bixby, a normal, everyday man, gets an overdose. And I've mentioned this before. Of, of grandma rays, and when he gets angry, the metamorphosis happens—a change, a transformation. He tells a reporter, "Mr. McGee, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry." I mean, know who I'm talking about tonight? That dude that turns green. And when the music starts, the first thing they show is his eyes. His eyes change. And then he starts busting out of his clothes. Muscles start popping out everywhere. He said, Mr. McGee, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Can I tell you something tonight? You and I need to start telling the devil, but don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry because when he told him that because when he gets angry he transforms into this big green skinned monster with incredible power and strength and fearless and unstoppable he can't stop it they gone from from that show to to the cartoon deal and I've watched some of it uh, my grandkids used to watch it and all this stuff and I watched the incredible Hulk and now he can he can bounce from here all the way over to the top of the Baptist church over, over there, on the next street. He can do great things. He can, he's just all pie. You can't stop him. Can I tell you something tonight? A Holy Ghost-filled individual can't be stopped neither in this world we're living in. Amen? We can't be stopped in Jesus' name. Somebody needs to tell the devil today, you better back off because you won't like me when I get angry. I'm talking about holy anger now. I'm not talking about getting all mad, puffed up, flew out flying off the hound all that kind of stuff. I'm talking about holy anger. I'm talking about righteous indignation. I'm talking about the kind of anger that rises up in you when you see or hear of children being raped. And the kind of anger that rises up in you when you see a disease stealing the life of a loved one. Or when you see drugs and alcohol abuse destroying families. Or when you see little children forced to turn things or forced to learn things that will twist and pervert their minds and condition them to accept anything as normal. Folks, you and I need to get angry. We need to stop standing up for the glory of God. As I said this morning, I'm glad my baby will be 40 years old in August. She's not having to go to school. She teaches school. She stepped out for a couple of years. I don't know. She's trying to get a master's degree now. She's not going to go back in the classroom. She's going to be a librarian. So I'm going to tell you something tonight. When I when I'd hear some of the stories from her as she, was, as she would be teaching, and teaching is not so bad. It's not so bad. Sometimes having to put up with the parents is what's the worst deal sometimes about it. And then having to put up with the administration stuff. That's a lot to go, to go with it. But she said, Daddy, there's children that come to church, I mean, come to school, that don't even, don't, don't even have parents that really care anything about them. There are children that come to church, That I mean, come to, church, come to school, that when they come in every morning, you can look at them and tell they're so hungry. They got nothing to eat. And to, see, some of the kids, the only place they get anything to eat is at school. That's a crying shame right there. You hear me? Because mom and daddy, sometimes there's only a mama, sometimes there's only a daddy. and The reason is for the fact is that they're not having anything to eat because mom and daddy are spending all their money on drugs and alcohol and all other kinds of things for the pleasure of themselves instead of looking after their children. So we need to pray much. We, need to, we are at war. We need to really really get a hold of things and let God use us for his, for his glory. Let me tell you something, church. It's not wrong to get angry anger is a powerful force when it is channeled in the right direction it was an angry mother who lost her child to a drunk driver and she found it M-A-D-D, mad mothers against drunk drivers no telling how many thousands of lives have been saved because her mother got angry and forced it into the right direction yes i'm a sheep tonight but i'm also a soldier yes i'm a worshiper tonight but i'm also a warrior Amen? That's where we are. David understood this sheep, soldier, warrior, uh, worshiper mentality. In in Psalms chapter 23, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. He recognized he was a a soldier. In Psalms 144 and 1, he said, bless the Lord, my strength which teacheth my hands to war and my fingers to fight. In the book of Jeremiah, God is talking about his sheep soldiers. Listen to how God refers to us in Jeremiah 50, 51, 20, and 21. The Bible says, Thou art my battle axe and weapons of war. For with thee will I break in pieces the nations, and with thee I will destroy kingdoms. And with thee will I break in pieces the horse and his rider, and with thee will I break in pieces the chariot and his rider. In other words, God saying, I'll take my army and I can destroy nations tonight through you if we just do what God would have us to do, amen? God says to the church, his sheep soldiers, his worship soldiers, worship warriors, you are my battle axe, you are my weapons of war, you are my army tonight. You and I are the army of the Lord and God's wanted to use us in these latter days, amen? Never have I felt a greater urge to equip the sheep to be soldiers, When when I went into the Army, I joined the Army, and I'm so thankful today. Back then, I wasn't so thankful. Back then, I went into it for the wrong reason. I went into it because I couldn't find a job, so I said I'll join the Army. That's what I did. So I actually went into it, and I just confess to you, I went into it for the wrong reason. And when I went into it, I got into it 19 years old, didn't really like what was going on, didn't really like it. So, uh, you know, I didn't, it took me a year, year and a half to really uh, see what it was all about, see what I needed to do. In other words, it took me about a year, year and a half to straighten up and be the soldier that I was supposed to be. Because when I first went in, I really didn't care. My hair would get long. they tell me I need to cut my hair my boots wouldn't be shined. they tell me I need to shine my boots. they tell me this, that, and the other. But then one day they said, Barbie, we want to send you to basic leadership school. I said, what is that? We're gonna teach you how to be a leader. I said, okay, let's go. So they sent me to leadership school, and the very day that I went, that I was supposed to report the next morning. That sergeant standing in front of me, about 250, 55, 60 pounds standing in front of me, his hair took real short, everything straight. He looked at me and said, I'm gonna tell you right now, son. When you come in here tomorrow morning and you report for this class, everything about you is going to be right. Do you understand? I said, yes, sir. I said, yes, sir. He said, you don't serve me, boy. I work for a living. I said, okay, sir. He said, everything about you is going to be straight. I'm talking about your haircut. Your boots are shining. He said, well, I better be able to look down and comb my hair in your boots. That's how they must be shining. I almost said you ain't got no hair. But something told me. He said, you better not do it. So, I didn't say nothing. He told me, he said, if you come in the morning looking like you're looking this afternoon, I'll tell you what's going to happen. I said, what? He said, you see a little white building right there? I said, yeah. He said, me and you are going to go behind that little white building. And ain't but one of us going to come out and start off with and It's going to take the other one a good little while to come out. Now, whether it's me or whether it's you, I don't know yet. And I was thinking to myself, that man going to kill me. So I went home, told my wife, said, get your mess right. Where are we going? I said, I've got to go to the PX right quick. She said, What you gotta do? I gotta buy some boots, I gotta buy a new uniform, I gotta get everything straight, I gotta get that haircut, I gotta do all this before in the morning. Because if I don't, I'm gonna get killed. And I went in that morning, everything was top notch, everything was straight, all my signals were straight, I was doing right, I had haircut, I looked good, my boots, I spit. Spit shine. I don't mean, you can, you can take this future wax and put on, but you not let them find out you're doing that. So I spit shine boots for a couple, two, three hours until I got those, and it was jump boots, and I had that toe looking good, that heel looking good, everything's looking great. And I walked down the company street, I heard my, so, I heard my sergeant ask somebody, who's that? And I was far enough away from him that I could hear him, but he couldn't recognize me. They said, that's Barbie. He said, ain't no in the world, that's Barbie. He said, yes, it was. And from that day till I got out of the army, I was a top-notch soldier. Even one honor guard a part of the time. Why? Because I got my attitude right. I got my, I got my, I, got my I, I was, I was, I was checked. They checked me and I got everything straight where it needed to be. And see, that's what God's looking for Christians today. He's looking for people to stand up, square their shoulders back say, okay, whatever needs to be straightened out, I'm going to straighten out for the glory of God because I want to be a soldier that God can be absolutely proud of. And that's what happened to me. I ended up wanting to be a soldier, not for my, just myself, but I wanted to be a soldier that people would be proud of and see that I was doing, that I was actually turned, the tables turned, attitude turned, everything turned, and I was there for what I was supposed to be, and I learned everything I could and done what I was supposed to do uh, to the point they even wanted me to re-up. And I said, no, nope, I'm not going to do it. You, can't, you won't let her go with me, so I'm going to just get out and y'all do what you want to do. I've just been married about a year and a half or so, and they said, she can't go with you. I said, where am I going? Germany. I said, no, 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 that ain't going to happen. But she can't go I can't go. So if you let her go with me, I'll sign up today. But they said, nope, she can't go. So we didn't do that. What I'm trying to tell you is tonight, that's what took place. I had to stop. I had to analyze. I had to look. I had to see what was going on in my life. I had to see what was happening. I had to realize where I was at. I had to realize I had more time to do. And what I had to do was change everything about me to get to the point that I could be the soldier that, 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 that I was supposed to be. Not that they wanted me to be, but that I was supposed to be. That's what I was supposed to do, and that's what I end up doing. And I thank God for that because it's helped me. Now, the day, this day and time I'm living in right now, I'm glad that everything about me changed. I'm glad my mind changed. I'm glad my attitude changed because I'm going to tell you something. They can put, the people can talk about the VA all they want to. They can put it down in the dirt all they want to. But I want you to understand something. tonight. The VA that I go to in Durham, North Carolina, has treated me and my wife ever since 2010. They've treated me and my wife just like I was a king and she was a queen. That's the God on the truth. When they, when they question me about it, they send me, they send me questionnaires, Questionnaires want to know how to visit. was. This one thing is another. I let them know from the very get-go, you don't know how much. And I tell these, when they come to draw blood out of my arm, the first thing I ask them, are you mad with anybody? They say, no, no, no. I say, well, if y'all don't take it out on me. But I look at them, I say, I want to let you know something. I really appreciate you from the bottom of my heart for what you're doing for us, for, for us veterans right here today. I thank you for that. Now, look at me. They say, you don't know how much we appreciate your service. And the first thing flows through my mind, if you didn't knew what kind of soldier I was to start off with, you wouldn't be so thankful today. Amen? See, I'll live with that the rest of my life. You know what? The decisions you and I make today is going to live with us the rest of our life. Whether they're good or whether they're bad. And that's what I've taught my children over here. So what God wants us to do, He wants us to stop. Back up, recruit. Look at everything about us, and anything about us needs to be changed. God says, "If you will change it, if you get up, if you if you get on board with me, I'll make you, or I'll help you to be the soldier and the warrior that you're supposed to be." He said, "I can take you, and I can destroy nations with the army that I'm that I'm that I'm creating and I'm building now." How many like to be in the army of the Lord tonight? Amen. Never have I felt a great urge, as I said, to cook the sheep. Sheep are gentle kind, loving obedient, that's the nature of sheep that speaks of our relationship to the shepherd. But as but as relates to hell tonight and the devil's work, we must be as ruthless, ruthless and bold as David, who went from a shepherd with a staff to a sling, and then he took the giant's own sword and cut off his head with his own sword. And in the hour that we're living in, we can't afford to be ignorant. To Or who uh, of who we are. Your ignorance will kill you tonight uh, because Hosea 4 and 6 says, uh, My people are destroyed uh, for lack of knowledge tonight. Uh, Let me tell you something, uh, you and I, as the army of God, get in this right here we need to study this is our manual tonight uh, that gives us everything we need uh, from the very beginning to the very end uh. you can take the manual of God and he'll use it he'll use it for you uh, and you can take it uh, and you can learn anything you need to learn and be anything you need to be uh, for the glory of God Uh, this is our manual tonight that we need to know that's what we need to do they gave me certain things in they gave me manuals I I had to memorize things I had to learn things and when they come to you next, they'd ask you a certain, uh, I can't remember now what they were, they'd ask me certain things, and, and if you didn't know it, you'd be in trouble. Every once in a while, God asks you and I something. Where are you? What are you doing? How are you doing this? How are you doing that? Do you understand what, what's, what's, what's going on in the Word? So we need to be able to say, yes, Father, I'm doing everything I can do. I'm in the word. I'm constantly studying the word. I'm praying. I'm seeking you. I'm I'm, I'm looking for you. And I want to do everything you want to do. Amen. I'm speaking to the soldier in, in you today. That's who I'm speaking to. I'm speaking to the warrior that's in you right now. I'm speaking to the soldier in you again. Behold, but bold. Be bold. Be courageous. Put on the whole armor of God. Stand strong in the power and the authority of God's holy word. Right here tonight in this manual, which is the word of God, which is absolute truth. And we know the word of God is Jesus Christ himself. For the word came and dwelt among us, amen. It became flesh, came and dwelt among us. You can't separate him from the word. So if I get the word in me, I've got Jesus in me, amen. So the captain of my salvation can, can help me, can teach me and show me everything I need to be doing for the glory of God. Be filled with your spirit every day. Keep yourself connected to him every day. Jesus said, I'm you to branches. Stay connected into Jesus every day because you and I were adopted by the Father. Amen? Stay up with the army. Don't lag behind. The enemy is looking for stragglers. Keep, want, keep the word of God pouring through your spirit Now notice what I said Stay up with the army See I was lagging behind And that's what the enemy Is looking for today They're looking for They're looking for the slaggers They're looking for the ones That's lagging behind The ones that's not really in it The ones that's not really committed The ones that's not really Doing what they ought to be doing And know, should know what to do huh? But they're not doing it And that's the way I was huh? For that year Year and a half or so huh? I, was, I was there I was distracted I, I didn't really I won't really commit it I, didn't, I really didn't do What I needed to do huh? But when everything in me flipped huh? I can tell you this I was a committed soldier I was ready and willing to do anything that I needed to do huh, to, to perform the duties that I needed to perform, huh, and I studied and I studied hard huh, until I got everything I needed down pat. Huh, and when they come to me and ask me different things, huh, I can say this is what it is. Huh. When you when you when you when you when you're on detail for to be a guard, you're on guard duty. Huh, there are certain things they ask you. There are certain things they look for. And many times I wanted the honor guard didn't have to didn't have to do guard that night in case unless somebody got sick, I'd have to go take their time. Huh. But a lot of times they send us to the oily room huh, and we'd wait around there. You didn't get to go and sleep in the. Uh, you didn't get to go go to bed, uh, but they did. They did put you where it was comfortable. They put you where it was. in sometimes in uh, the order rooms, are set uh, and you will be there with, with with the sergeant that was on duty, uh, and you'd be discussing things with him, help him, uh, whatever you need to do. But I tell you this, uh, you won't out walking a post somewhere that night uh, with a rifle on your shoulders, uh, trying to guard this and that and the other. Uh, you done what you needed to do, and it proved to the fact. Uh, and they said you're the honor guard tonight, so go, just take it easy. Everything's going to be all right, folks. I'm gonna tell you something. It's a whole lot, whole tonight, uh, if we'll be obedient to God, uh, then if we're disobedient with God, uh, because God can put us uh, where we need to be, uh, then He can use us at any given time. When you're on guard duty, they're doing all the inspection. They look at everything about you. Everything but to be in place, everything but to look good, Everything straight out. Your haircut, everything's good. And then they start to ask you the I can't remember what they were. Uh, what was it? General orders. general orders. Yeah, that's one of them. They'd ask you general order one, two, three, or four, whatever it was, and you'd have to quote it to them. You'd have to let them know. So yeah, and uh, so that's, that's what it is. Let me tell you something. When the enemy comes along, you now ought to be able to quote the general orders from God to him at any given moment. Because I'm going to tell you something. He'll take the word of God and use it against you. Because he knows the word of God. <coughs> he knows what is and what ain't. Amen. So stay up with the army. Don't lie behind. Acquaint yourself with your weapons. That's what we had to do. We had to take that M16, take it apart, put it back together. I forgot how long it was, a minute or two, two or three minutes. We had to be able to do it. And, and then they want us to be able to, to do it, fill of it, do it this kind of stuff, almost do it blindfolded. They wanted you to be aware, be, be, be acquainted with your weapon, because that weapon, my friend, is your friend right there. You never went. Without your weapon And if you laid that weapon down somewhere mm, 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 You were in big Major trouble If they found your weapons propped up over here And you be over yonder You were in trouble Can I tell you this This is our weapon tonight We need to keep this with us everywhere we go Well preacher We can't walk around with a Bible in our hand all the time (coughs) I know you can't I'll tell you what you can do You can get in it get familiar with it and when you need it the holy ghost will bring back to remembrance those things that you have studied somebody shall pray the lord right there so yeah acquaint yourself with your weapons learn how to use the word Learn how to exercise authority in the name of Jesus. Never forget the importance of the blood. Learn how to war in prayer and praise. Learn how to keep yourself charged up by praying in the Holy Ghost. We are at war tonight. The devil knows that, it is that, that in this nation we are at a turning point and he knows that the church is the only power in this world that can keep him from taking over. The church tonight is what's keeping America on her feet tonight. The church. Some people don't believe that. I do. It's the praying people of God. It's the change of the balance of power in this country that has caused this spirit to rise up. This is the job for the sheep soldiers. This is where the sheep have to quit eating grass. Looking for a soft spot to lay on. To lay down in the green pastures and start eating our spinach. What's our spinach? The Word of God. We need to start eating the Word of God and get an overdose. Everybody say overdose. overdose. Now you get an overdose, in some things ain't good. But if you can get an overdose of the Holy Ghost, hmm, radiation grammar ways, and put on the armor of God. And transform and the metamorphosis into the Holy Ghost field fire baptized sons and daughters of God, wrapped in the whole armor of God, and take the sword of, of the Spirit and, and start fighting. Up, ain't no way you can lose tonight in Jesus' name, Amen. So we need to start eating our spinach. How many remember old Popeye? He's even racist now because he's always whooping somebody. But they were whooping him before. But there's something about that can kind of spinach. He could be in a, in, a, in a in a bad situation where he can't even get to it, and somehow or another it will pop out of his chest, out of his clothes, pop up in the air. And he'd take that pipe he had and burn a hole in it, put that stuff in his mouth and chew it up, and all of a sudden everything he had, boom! when those muscles come popping up, he was able to conquer anything that come along his way. Can I tell you something? You get full of the Holy Ghost, you'll be able to conquer anything that comes your way tonight. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, three through 5. And did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. Talking about follow them in the wilderness. Now, notice what the Bible says the rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Mm. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Ooh, we can't afford to get overthrown in this day and hour. We are at war. We have to know how to fight. Yes, the Lord is our shepherd. Yes, he leads us and guides us. Yes, he's, he, we are his sheep. Yes, we are faithfully, faithfully obediently, yielding and following our shepherd but when it comes to hell my friend tonight when it comes to the plans of the plots and the schemes of of the assignments of hell we must put on the whole armor of God and the sheep must become soldiers tonight the worshiper must become a warrior and the sheep must become soldiers fully equipped and empowered to do battle in Jesus name tonight are we ready to do battle I'm going to tell you a nice as nicely as I can, but in no uncertain terms. It is a cop-out to lean back in your easy chair and say, God is in control. Everything is going to be fine. Now, don't you know tonight that I know that God's in control? But just because God's in control don't mean everything's going to be fine. Wait a minute, preacher, he's God. I know he is. But I'm going to tell you something. There are times that God will put things in front of you and I that he'll want to find out where you are. He'll want to find out how committed you are. He'll want to find out just, just how far you're willing to go. He'll, he'll, he'll just say, well, let's see, let's see what you're made of. Amen? But if I'm doing what I need to do and I'm being that, that, that sheep soldier that I'm supposed to be or that that worship warrior that I'm supposed to be, I can, then, I can then also, not sitting back in my easy chair, but then I can just be marching for the glory of God knowing uh, that God's in control and everything's going to be okay because I know uh, he's going to look after me. Why? Because my faith, my trust is in him uh, and I have not let him down, uh, but I'm standing and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Uh, I've laid out all the mess I don't have to have uh, or I don't need uh, and i picked up the whole armor of God so nothing the devil can do can do anything to hurt me today. That's good stuff right there. I can tell you right now that God has left it up to the church. He's not coming down here to straighten everything out. He's not gonna do it. The Bible says the church have made herself ready. Go back and read it. The church had made herself ready. He came down once and he stripped the devil of his authority. He gave the authority to the church. And he sent the Holy Ghost to live inside of us and and, and and give us power over the devil. And if and if we, the church, the good sheep of the church, do not become good soldiers of the church, the devil will rob us blind. He will kill our children. He will ransack our homes. And he will destroy our nation. Church, it's time to stand up and be what God wants to be. You see, it's the power in the church house that's gonna change the lives of people around about. It's the sheep soldiers, the worship warriors, The ones who know how to pray. The ones who know how to knock on heaven's door until heaven answers. The ones who not only know how to be led by the shepherd, but they they know how to take orders from the captain. The hardest thing for people to do is take orders from somebody else. When I got through basic training, I went to my drill sergeant. He was an E-5, he was, a, he was an E-5, I was E-1. And I went to him, I said, I got one question for you. He said, what's that, Barbie? I said, uh, how old are you? He looked at me and smiled real pretty and let me know. He said, I'm 22 years old. I said, you mean to tell me. I'm getting ready to get on the bus and leave. <laughs> I said, you mean to tell me. I'm 19 and you're 22 and then I think it was 8 weeks I said you mean to tell me I'm 19 you're 22 and I put up with all this stuff from you for the last 8 weeks of my life you have literally almost killed me he looked at me and he said Barbie understand this I said what is it sergeant?" he said age ain't got a thing in the world to do with it I said, really? He said, no. He said, it's what's on your shoulder that counts. I'm a buck sergeant. I ain't there yet. You are private. So that means you take orders from me. Aging ain't got nothing to do with it. I said, sergeant, you're completely right, 100% right. I respect you for that. I thank you for all this time, but I'll tell you this. He said, what's that? I'm sure glad I'm leaving you today and I ain't got to come back and see you no more. They don't want to see you no more. So you know what? The hardest thing for people to do is take orders. We don't call it taking orders out here in, 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 this, in, this, in this society we live in. We don't call it taking orders. Well, some people don't like to be told what to do. They just don't like it. They just can't handle it. Well, let me tell you something. God's helped me to understand through the military. I mean, I'm thankful for the military tonight. God helped me understand through the military that I need to humble down and listen and sometimes take orders or take uh, from people because they can help me and get me going in the right path in the right direction. So military has been a great blessing to me. It started out bad. I almost got court-martialed, that's how bad it was. But it ended up being good for me and I thank God for that tonight because I look back now and I see some of the things that, 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 that changed that literally Changed my whole outlook on life. It really did. And I thank God for that. Can I tell you something? tonight? You get into God where you're supposed to be with God. And it'll change your whole outlook of life. Guarantee you tonight. When the Lord saved me, I was 22 years old. I think it was. 1976. I was 22 years old. God called me to preach somewhere around 1970. 1976. I was 22. Anyway. I got saved uh right after i got married and then i was in and out back and forth all this kind of stuff because i won't commit it but then when i finally just turned it all over to god and i got committed when i get committed i really got committed when he called me to preach when i accepted the call to preach that changed my whole aspect of god of what i was supposed to do and how i was supposed to do it Because when I accepted the call of God, that's when I absolutely, 100%, totally committed it all to God. Everything I have. Everything I have, everything I am, everything about me, God, is yours. I did that. I've sacrificed some things I should not have sacrificed over the years. But I tell you this, by making the commitment of God to God like I did, has it all been easy? No. Has it been hard sometimes? Yes, it has. Have I done everything I was supposed to do? No. I'm not perfect. I, 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 I just I, I didn't do some of the things I was supposed to do. But I can tell you this. He loved me enough to keep getting me back. He kept giving me another chance. And I can tell you this tonight the things that used to bother Jerry Barbie don't bother him no more. God's helped me overcome. God's helped me conquer. God's helped me to, to, to be the soldier that I'm supposed to be for his glory. Really, seriously. I haven't got there yet. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm still learning. I'm still studying. I'm still praying. I'm still seeking. I'm still doing what I need to do. Because I'm going to tell you something. I found out you ain't got it. You're not there yet until you get there. When you look behind you, brother James and see the pearly gate, you got it. You're there. But as long as that pearly gate's in front of you, You ain't got it yet. When that party gets in front of you, you still have a battle to fight. You're still at war. So I'm thankful tonight for everything that God's done. You see, we are at war. And this battle must be fought and won on our knees. You're the strongest when you're on your knees. The only way to get up is go down. Amen. So the only way to live is die. You die to Christ. And when you die to Christ, then you can start living like you're supposed to be living. So we all need to make that commitment. We we need to understand there's a battle battle to fight. And you and I need to be able to go from sheep to soldier. Whenever God says, okay, it's time. It's time now for you to to move from sheep to soldier or from worshiper to warrior. When God moves on us, we need to be be able to move at that point particular very moment God says now it's time to go to soldier mode. We need to be able to go to soldier mode. Now I have to go over there and pray words real hard and ask God to forgive us and all this kind of stuff. No, nope. make your commitment to God that you can be a sheep and you can be a soldier. At any time God wants you to be a sheep, you can be a sheep. Anytime he wants you to be a soldier, you can be a shoulder, soldier. Those are the worshipers. You can go from worshiper to warrior. Anytime God says now, make the transition. You can say, okay God, I'm your warrior right now. I can do what we need to do. In Jesus' name. Is that okay? Somebody shout praise the Lord. We're at war, but understand this, we've already won. We've already won, amen? Everybody stand to your feet tonight. God's so good to us we appreciate it tonight. Thank you for being here tonight. Amen. How many know somebody that needs the Lord in their life? Do you? Amen. How many know somebody that you know they're serving God, but they're not quite there where they need to be? Uh, I know a few of those. But you know what? God's steady calling. God, steady call it. Make a commitment. Make a commitment. Let's commit to God. If you'll commit to God, if everybody in this room and everybody listening to me, to, by the way, if ever all the church folk that come to this church, if we all make the same commitment to God, you know where we would be? We'd all be on the same page. We'd all be ta- talking the same thing. We'd be believing the same thing. We'd be teaching the same thing because we'd all be committed to the same God. How many know there's not but one God? amen there's only one faith one baptism so if we've if we've made that commitment to him and doing what we're supposed to be doing for him then we'll all be walking the same way down the same street doing the same thing for the glory of God pastor that's absolutely totally impossible well I got news for you tonight it's not go look at book the book of Acts chapter 2 and you'll find out where all 120 of them was in one accord they were in one accord And that's when the spirit came down and just blessed them abundantly. Church, let's get in one accord and do what God wants us to do. Is that all right? Somebody shout praise the Lord. Anybody got a testimony right quick? Anybody?
0: You've been watching the Pine Level Pentecostal Owners Church, a church you can call home with people you can call family. The Pine Level Pentecostal Owners Church is located on 112 East Blanche Street. We welcome you to come and join us in worship every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m., every Sunday night at 6 p.m., and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Don't forget, if you can't join us in person, you can always join us via the internet through the website at pinelevelphc.org. You can watch our services, check out upcoming events, and lots more there at the website. You can also check out our app through Google Play or iOS App Store. Download the Pine Level Pentecostalness Church app. It's free to use, free to download. You can watch our services live or on demand. Check out other things about the church, even donate to the church through the link. If you have have a facebook account go to facebook.com forward slash pine get notifications when we go live check out pictures and other upcoming events about our church just like our facebook page that's all you have to do also youtube is available for the youtube subscribers search youtube for pine level ph church subscribe to our channel get notifications when we go live and you watch our services live or on demand Don't forget, if you can't watch us, maybe you want to listen. Search for our podcast through your favorite podcast provider and listen to the services anywhere in the world don't forget about our new radio station go to our website or app for the quick link and you can also just simply type in pinelevelphc.org forward slash radio radio stations playing good gospel music 24-7 also lots other programming is available for your enjoyment so if you want to check that out do so anytime and listen with friends around the world for everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church I'm Joey Perry we hope to see you soon here at the Paddle, Pentecostal and his church.